Influential podcast dedicated to the profession of pharmacy with over 80,000 listeners worldwide. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to Unscripted, a special podcast series from ShoreScripts in collaboration with the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Unscripted with Shore Scripts is a six-episode series discussing challenges facing patients and care providers and how technology is creating opportunities for change. This series will offer a variety of voices in specialty medications, different pharmacy conversations, and showcase how Shore Scripts is driving best-in-class solutions designed specifically to deliver operational efficiencies and, most important, the best patient care. ShoreScripts aims to keep the patient at the center of all that we do, working to ensure faster, more informed, more accurate, more reliable transfer of information among care management teams. This episode of Unscripted Podcast is powered by ShoreScripts. And now here's our host, the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Todd Yuri. Pharmacy Podcast Nation, we're back with another episode of the Unscripted Podcast powered by the team at SureScripts, just a shout out to the SureScripts team. You have been absolutely wonderful bringing us some amazing content to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. And this is no different. We're going to dive into a complex specialty prescribing and fulfillment process in today's conversation. And, it, you know, that subject has not slowed down. I've been in pharmacy for quite some time, about 17 years, and pharmacy has been changing specialty pharmacy more so than any of the other sectors with regards to the leverage of technology. SureScript's in the middle of this, and, and it's exciting today to really dig into the increasing number of novel drugs in development and receiving specific approval. There's in, innovations behind this. There's obviously the complex FDA approvals process and development of the novel drug and these are amazing medications, really changing life, uh, changing life of our patients. But it takes that specialty pharmacist and the specialty pharmacy environment to control and to drive and to ensure that patients are uh, being taken care of very specifically to that disease state and medication. While approximately 2% of the population is using specialty drugs, they represent about 49% share of the total non-discounted spend. There's complexities in that. There's a whole world of prior authorization too. But we all need to ask, with more FDA approvals for specialty medication, an aging population, and high cost requiring patient enrollments, there's even the REMS reporting aspect, prior authorizations, how can specialty pharmacies keep up? And to help with that discussion today, we welcome back the Chief Medical Information Officer of SureScripts, no stranger to podcasting, Dr. Andrew Mellon. Welcome back, Dr. Mellon. Thank you. It's great to be here again. We have a special guest. This is her first podcast, which I am so honored that she's come to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation to talk with us. Katie Reeves of Acredo. She's going to talk more about the impact of Acredo's specialty pharmacy has seen from using electronic solutions in the specialty enrollment process. Welcome, Katie. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So your first podcast, but are you a podcast listener? 
I am a podcast listener. I have to say that uh, before I was invited to this podcast, I had not listened to the Pharmacy Podcast uh, Network, and I went back and listened to a couple of those. And now I'm I'm definitely going to be a subscriber. There's some great content on here. Thank you so much. That's great to hear. 45 plus hosts really diving into so many facets of what is the pharmacy industry and how things are transforming. That's why we're excited to have you both here today. I want to start out in this conversation with a quick level set about your organization's roles in specialty pharmacy and your journey specifically, and what are SureScripts and Accredo doing for specialty pharmacy patients? Andrew, let's kick it off to you first. Thank you. So SureScripts is the nation's leading interoperability network. Many of you know us from electronic prescribing. We uh, help build that in the country over the past 20 years, and it's one of the great success stories for healthcare interoperability. And we've expanded our services far beyond electronic prescribing to things like electronic prior authorization and ways to share clinical information across the country to the tune of over 17 billion transactions last year. When I joined SureScripts about three years ago, one of the first projects I took on was learning about specialty pharmacies and leading a user experience project. So understanding that patient journey for getting started on a specialty medication. I've been in health IT now for over 20 years. I've implemented EHRs, I've helped build EHRs, I've worked in consumer uh, health solutions and many other areas of health IT. And studying specialty pharmacy, seeing this journey map, understanding what it takes was honestly not only the most complex process I've ever studied, but also the most convoluted and, and burdensome process. And as we study this, as we think about specialty medications, what we focus on in SureScripts are those frictions that exist those places where both sides of that network are really working towards the same goal. In this case, getting that patient successfully started on a medication, on a specialty medication, but there's challenges along the way. There's friction, there's burdens. We look at how do we remove those burdens? How do we decrease those frictions? And we've made some great progress. You'll hear today about some of the areas that we focused on around improving the sharing of clinical information. We've also spent a lot of time improving how patients get started on the medications related to their prior authorization, how the information is communicated to the prescriber on an ongoing basis. So we are uh, working hard to remove all of those frictions that we can in that specialty prescribing process to get that patient started on that medication as fast as possible and removing those burdens from the prescriber and from the pharmacies. Andrew, thank you for setting the stage for this and giving us a refresher into SureScript's positioning within specialty pharmacy. Katie, I'm so impressed with Accredo in their history. You can actually find the roots of Accredo back as far as 1983. Goodness gracious. When you say 1983, the first thing I think of is Empire Strikes Back. That's the third, second installment of the my favorite movies of all time. And, you know, Accredo has evolved since then and was reorganized in 1996, which is also um, just a um, it's an advocate of of what was specialty at its very beginning. Can you describe for us the complexity of specialty pharmacy and what Accredo has sought to address? 
Sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting how specialty pharmacy has evolved over the years. I will say one of the things that has not evolved is the complexity um, of specialty medications. In fact, I think over time it's gotten more and more complex as the cost of these medications have just been driven up and up and up. Um, and so, you know, it's interesting. A credo, um, we have been in the specialty pharmacy business for a long time. Um, and we're always striving to enhance that support and care model for those complex medical conditions that we support. Um, we have, you know, highly personalized care um, that's dedicated to the individual needs of that specific disease state and patient. And there's lots of people at a credo that contribute to that care team. Um, we have pharmacists, nurses, patient care advocates, social workers, dietitians. Um, obviously, all of these folks that are involved in that patient's continuity of care have to have a holistic view of that patient and have to have a good relationship with the prescriber as well um, as we're sort of moving that patient through their journey to get on therapy um, and stay on therapy. And doing specialty right, especially in this day and age, takes a very significant uh, level of effort. Um, you know, it, it is interesting to me because digital technology in healthcare has really accelerated um, in the non-specialty pharmacy space until recently. Um, it seems like as, you know, more and more prescribers have accelerated into EMR interoperability and moving into those standards and streamlining communications between each other, the specialty pharmacy has sort of stood to the wayside and continued with faxes and phone calls um, as we've moved forward because the, the way that these specialty medications operate, there's so much paperwork that goes into patients started on therapy. There's enrollment forms, prior authorization forms, REMS forms, financial assistance forms, HIPAA consent, uh, the list goes on and on, right? So many papers. And in addition to that prescription and all of those forms, a lot of times we need clinical information to get that patient started on therapy as well. And so that becomes very complex. And Obviously, in this day and age, there's so much technology that we could tap into to make that specialty pharmacy process easier and faster. And so, so SureScripts and Dr. Mellon have really been a great partner for us in helping us become an early adopter of new specialty-focused technology solutions um, that have been in development and have been enhanced just in the last couple of years. And it's really helped bring us into that 21st century of technology and healthcare. Thank you, Katie. And I'll just add, I, I just want to echo, you've been a fantastic partner for us in your ability to be nimble, to innovate, to help us hear what your users are saying, and to help us really pioneer, I think, new ways to share this information and remove those burdens between the prescribers and the specialty pharmacies. Andrew, specifically, what is SureScripts working on that it's related to what Katie just described. One of the areas that we're focused on is how do we take the information out of the electronic health record where a whole bunch of data that's needed by the specialty pharmacy is already exists, already exists, it's already documented, and getting it to the specialty pharmacy so they can see it and act on it as easily as possible. You know, to paint a picture, as Katie talked about, 
Today, what happens in most practices is the prescriber will send over a prescription, maybe often electronically, but still often on paper. And then they either fill out a paper form uh, or they don't do anything else. Now, I've had the privilege of sitting in specialty pharmacies and working with the pharmacists or the technicians who are working on these prescriptions. I'll tell you, when you get a fax form, it's often unreadable. It's often missing or has incorrect information. And it's data that already exists, already lives electronically back in the electronic health record. It's kind of crazy to think about, you know, in this day and age where we could do so much electronically and digitally, someone is literally looking at a screen where the data is documented, handwriting it on a paper form, sticking in a fax machine, dialing a number, going into the specialty pharmacy system, where then someone retranscribes it into their electronic system. It's kind of crazy. And so what we are doing is, is taking that data that lives in the electronic health record and getting it to that specialty pharmacy, eliminating those phone calls and faxes and doing it in a way that fits into those pharmacists um, and their team's workflows. So it pulls it automatically into their system and they can just act on it. They also have the ability to dive deeper and even pull in things like progress notes and the other key clinical information that those pharmacies need to safely and effectively dispense the information. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Unscripted Podcast. Be sure to visit shorescripts.com and check out their Intelligence in Action blog, which offers smart dialogue about ways to enable better healthcare decisions. The blog has a whole section dedicated to remapping the specialty medication journey. And don't miss the other unscripted podcast episodes about specialty medications, which we've linked in the show notes. Shorescripts, the nation's most trusted and capable healthcare information network. Thanks to all the frontline pharmacists and pharmacy technicians for your work in healthcare throughout the nation. We salute you. I think of faxing, Andrew, and it's frustrating because of the lack of technological innovation and the mistakes that can be made from gleaming the information from the fax, but we're slowly progressing away from the, the dreaded fax machine based on the integration between pharmacy management systems, specifically, especially pharmacy management systems and the electronic health record. This makes me think of another question that I had. And Katie, I'm wondering, how does having clinical information at the pharmacy change the experience for the patient, provider, and pharmacy experience? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, you know, having access to this clinical information electronically really opens up the doors for not only a better experience for everyone involved, the patient, prescriber, and pharmacy, but also just better quality of care for that patient. Um, if you think about specialty pharmacy and those paper and fax forms, um, you know, that we were talking about a lot of times we try to keep those forms to the absolute necessary information that we need. Um, and sometimes things are skipped. You know, we ask for the patient's latest um, medication list or allergies and prescribers offices are busy. They get in a hurry. So they're just filling out those basic prescription fields that they know they need to fill out in order for that script to be dispensed. And oftentimes those fields are skipped on paper forms. Um, and obviously from a quality of care perspective, having that medication profile and, and the allergies of that patient 
help us with the UR review um, to make sure that there's not going to be any risk to that patient. And oftentimes, because of the urgency of these specialty medications, if we don't have that information, we're just going to process it based on what we have on file. We're not going to slow the processing of that prescription down to say, hey, doctor, what meds is the patient taking or what are their allergies? Um, and so obviously that could cause some potential misses. Um, you know, and, and oftentimes when we have clinical information that's a must-have, like weight-based dosing on a prescription requiring the patient weight. Uh, our pharmacists then, if we're missing that patient weight or it's more than a year old and it's not reliable, they have one of two choices. It's either make an outreach to that prescriber by fax or by phone, or trust that the prescriber knows what they're doing and go ahead and dispense that medication so the patient doesn't have any lapse in their, uh, in their therapy. Um, and so, you know, calling and faxing that prescriber, if we choose that route, adds days of processing time to a very urgent and life-sustaining medication. Um, and prescribers are busy, you know, their focus should be on their patients and taking care of those patients and not administrative tasks, especially in today day and age when, you know, prescribers can share this clinical data with each other through EMR interoperability standards, um, why can't the pharmacy do the same, right? So by partnering with SureScripts to tap into those same channels that prescribers use to share their data with each other, we can really eliminate that pain point on both the pharmacy and the prescriber side to ensure the continuity of care, to make it easy for everyone, and to make sure that the quality of care is also better. Andrew, from the provider perspective, unpack that for us and kind of give us an idea of, of what comes next from your perspective. Someone who's really inserted into using data for the right occurrence for the, for the specialty pharmacy that's looking for more direction. So if, you put, if I put on my provider hat, I want to share just a couple stats first, just to give you a perspective of what this means. So when we survey prescribers, especially prescribers, they say they're spending an average of three hours a week filling out paperwork to get patients started on a specialty prescription. Three hours a week of a physician who is trained you know, for caring for these patients who would probably rather spend their time talking and counseling the patient. That's a lot of time. And 15% of the nurses that we surveyed these are nurses, you know, trained clinicians who are there to help the patient are spending more than 10 hours a week completing documentation required for specialty medications. We want to give that time back. We want to eliminate that burden. And we see what by sharing the clinical data like we have today, we are. We're reducing the phone calls. So by sending that data and making it available uh, at the specialty pharmacy, we're seeing those phone calls being cut down by almost half when that data is available in the EHR. We're seeing the patients get started on their medications faster, a much better patient experience. And we're seeing even, and we're seeing even more patients actually get started because as some of the prescribers have told me, the longer it takes for a patient to actually get that first fill, to get that prescription, the higher the likelihood they're going to have second thoughts you're going to get worried and nervous and maybe just give up or not even try. So the way I think about it is there's that really precious moment where a physician and a patient are having a conversation. They're making a decision. 
the patient has hope that their disease is going to get better, their quality of life is going to improve. They see promise, and maybe for some of these people, they haven't had that kind of promise in a long time. Then they have to wait. They have to wait. There's a lot of burden on the provider with those phone calls going back and forth. And we just want to improve that experience and make it so that patient can get started as fast as possible and eliminate those phone calls back and forth, eliminate literally repeating information that already exists in an electronic form, whether via fax or phone call. So we're, I'm really excited about the results I've seen so far. Just the fact that we're cutting out phone calls, getting these patients started faster. That's just a better experience and better care for everybody. Katie, you know, I spent a lot of time initially in institutional pharmacy, the long-term care pharmacy space, and then progressed to the mixed environment where it was a community pharmacy that was also doing some uh, some long-term care. They were also touching on compounding and even some um, moving deeper into specialty. Do you envision a future where a specialty therapy can be prescribed and then the same um, handling and workflow could be used for that specialty drug that you could pick up at your corner community drugstore? You know, I think things really have to get a lot simpler, especially for the prescriber before that can really become a possibility. You know, as Dr. Mellon said, the current administrative burden is incredible. And if you think about all of those different forms that are involved in the specialty prescribing process, the high cost of these drugs, the prevalence of prior authorizations uh, within these medications, um, it makes the process extremely complex. And, you know, when you ask me, do you envision a future where specialty therapy can be as easy as, you know, getting a drug from your corner drugstore. I don't think it'll ever be that easy, but we can make it feel that easy, right? By improving the process and leveraging technology that's available today. Um, you know, specialty pharmacies and pharmaceutical manuf manufacturers have traditionally, um, asked prescribers, hey, use our paper referral form. If you fill this form out, this gives us everything we need for a clean prescription. And, you know, we'll get that script out the door quickly. But in today's day and age, paper is not going to work. It's not going to make that go faster, right? So, you know, ideally, if we use technology by um, EMR interoperability and NCPDP standards and other types of things with electronic prior authorization, I think that can help the process be much more efficient and easy for that prescriber that's trying to get the patient started on therapy. And if all of that can be done at the point of prescribing, whenever, you know, the, the patient's medication is being ordered initially, it can be just as easy as that corner drugstore prescription and maybe even easier because, you know, specialty pharmacy is kind of like Amazon. We deliver it to your door, right? In one or two days. So, you know, if we get that prescription process, we're going to uh, ship that out overnight, get that to the patient right away, and they don't even have to leave their house. Um, and that's really, I think, the vision that we have here at Acredo. If I were to get really pie in the sky, I think the biggest pain point that um, everybody would agree on is the prior authorization process. Um, and why not apply that same efficiency to prior authorizations? Uh, you know, that would take a lot of effort from the payer as well as the um, prescriber end to set 
set up a, a electronic connection, but each payer has their own um, standards for clinical criteria, right? And when they'll approve a drug. The prescriber enters all this clinical information into their EMR. So why couldn't we have the prescriber's office pass the clinical data to the plan? The plan looks at that, says, you know what, based on this information, this meets the clinical criteria and then automatically approves that prior authorization without anybody having to be involved. And that would be amazing. I think that's a vision um, that that I would love to see in the future. Um, but. I think overall, really the message that I'm hearing from everyone on this podcast today is we have to get away from paper and use the data and the technology that's in front of us to really expedite these processes. And, you know, Katie, we share a very similar vision. Um, these medications are complex and they probably won't be all stocked in your corner drugstore. You know, they are often infusions or injectables or have significant side effects and things that only a specialty pharmacy can truly manage where they're highly trained and, and staffed in a way support these complex medications. But it's about reducing those burdens. It's about making it as easy for that prescriber to prescribe it. And, it's, and, it, and it is the whole process. It's the prescription and the clinical data associated with it. It's a benefit investigation and verification process. It's a financial assistance process. And there are other parts of that whole communication, that whole journey that a patient goes on uh, to start that medication that we, we have to, to manage and work on and help digitize every step of the way. So we are working hard toward that vision in multiple areas, not just in the clinical data sharing. And um, you know, as you said, on the prior authorization, we are... Today, we've made a lot of progress with prior authorization for medications where many of those are now done in the electronic health record, but there's still too much transcription and not pulling that data in when it already exists. So we are on that journey. We share a similar vision. And I do think we're gonna be in a place where, and we're already starting to see that, where that burden, that administrative work, that re-transcribing or restating stuff that's already there electronically, is starting to go away because we're able to transmit it digitally and electronically. Katie, I want to come back to you for a second and and just ask from your perspective, these are complex conditions. A pharmacist who is specific to some chronic health condition, a cancer, hepatitis C, HIV, maybe a bleeding disorder, when they understand what the patient could go through in starting therapy, as well as being one year in, two years in, so on. There's a scenario for each of these providers, as well as the pharmacy technician. What is the ideal scenario for a pharmacist or technician that is deep into the processing of uh, specialty med medications? That's an interesting question. You know, I'll start with the pharmacy technician and then I think I'll go into the, the pharmacist piece. Um, you know, our pharmacy technicians are doing a lot of the initial processing of that prescription and making sure that um, everything is clear and complete. All of that enrollment information is there. The prior authorization has been started by that prescriber. And so the technician is really our first stop at that initial outreach to the prescriber. 
Um, I think if you were to ask any of our pharmacy techs, um, the ideal scenario would be it's all there <laughs> and I don't have to make a phone call or any other outreach, right? Um, because the reality of it is nobody likes phone calls these days, whether we're making them or receiving them. We're all too busy for that. I think especially in the world of healthcare, these prescribers you know, have so much on their plates. Uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? <laughs> um, and they're trying to take care of their patients at the same time. So if one of those things are missing, the REMS information, the clinical information, you know, the prescription itself isn't um, easy to read, um, then that's going to cause an outreach. And it could mean days of following up to get those open items resolved. So imagine being a pharmacy technician and having to call a prescriber's office every single day for two or three days, sometimes even longer, to try to get an answer on one of these open items. Um, and so obviously, you know, if that information, like I said before, could be completed at the point of prescribing, that's going to make it easier for that technician and for everyone involved. Our pharmacist as well, um, I think they would love to be able to have more visibility to that patient's clinical status to understand why the prescriber made the decisions they made to write the prescription the way they did, right? We have a lot of patients that are um, on these specialty medications that um, are maybe going through clinical trials or the prescribers trying something new because, you know, they've done the, the normal course of treatment and tried this, that, and the other thing, and none of it has worked. Um, and it becomes difficult when we receive prescriptions for things that are written off label, for example, for our pharmacists to understand what's going on. So if they have that visibility to the patient's care journey and, and can see those progress notes, you know, the things that have been tried and failed, then they can help advocate on behalf of that patient um, to get that prescription not only processed and dispensed, but also, um, you know, approved with the insurance company because they're so inundated in that disease state. Like you said, they understand, you know, um, what these patients need um, to, to make that condition better for them. Um, and so really, I think our pharmacists would love to be able to spend more time in that clinical information to really help drive up the, the quality of care for these patients. So as I mentioned, uh, Katie, I was in the long-term care space, specifically technology, with a platform that was designed specifically for um, skilled nursing and in some of the complexities that our seniors face uh, with their conditions and how our long-term care pharmacists are focused on on standardizing information and what's necessary. And NCPDP is a big part of that. I remember a work group, I think it was work group 14. There's a work group within NCPDP that is dedicated to specialty pharmacy. It's called specialty, um, I think it's work group 18. And I'm wondering what is NCPDP doing to simplify these processes? Yeah, the NCPDP has been really critical in helping to improve these processes. One of the things that um, was recently accomplished was that they've developed a standard to exchange clinical enrollment information. So we use that standard to share that information from the EHRs to the specialty pharmacies. But there's a lot of ongoing work. There's multiple task groups that are continuing to develop solutions for challenges in the specialty workflow. There's some real hard problems to solve around consent 
and around third-party access to the information. There's also work being done to better have better ways to identify the coverage and benefits for the specialty products and how to communicate that between all the stakeholders. And for your listeners who aren't involved with the NCPDP but are involved with specialty medications, I'd just like to encourage them to get involved. NCPDP is an open organization where they convene stakeholders from across the landscape to really develop these solutions. And that broad set of input is so important to make sure these solutions are practical, actionable, and ultimately become the standards and the way that we operate to solve these problems for specialty medications. Yeah, and I think NCPDP is going to be important, right? And, um, you know, we here at Acredo are very involved in NCPDP in the work group 18. My colleague, Michelle Kidd, is actually a co-lead um, on that. And I think those standards that Dr. Mellon mentioned are going to be very important in accelerating the um, technology within the specialty world. Um, we are still, unfortunately, living in mostly paper. Uh, you know, even though there's an e-prescribing standard, um, that e-prescribing standard doesn't really fit very well within the specialty world. It's like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, right? So that work group 18 is really working along with all of the stakeholders that are involved to help build the solution specific to specialty to make that e-prescribing process a little more feasible for our specialty prescribers and the specialty pharmacies. Um, so again, I'll just kind of echo uh, Dr. Mellon's point here to get involved um, and help to advocate for your organization within uh, that work group if you're involved in specialty. So for someone who's listening in to today's podcast who doesn't have as much experience in the specialty pharmacy space, if you had to name one thing for them to act on, what would that be? Andrew, let's start with you. Yeah, so I'll just start by saying, you know, we've made a lot of progress on that journey for the patient. I mean, for me personally, I've been involved in health IT for a long time, and I'm, this is truly one of the solutions I'm most proud of, just the impact we've had on the patient journey, reducing the phone calls, getting the patient started faster, making it easier for the prescriber and the, and the pharmacist. It's been fantastic. But we truly have a long way to go. And I think the thing that I think about a lot and is probably really important is, is to remember that special that getting that patient started on a specialty medication, it's not just about the doctor. It's not just about the pharmacy. It's not just about one person. We think of this in almost everything we do, but especially pharmacy is even more so as a multi-sided network. It takes the patient, it takes the prescriber, the pharmacy, patient access programs, a pharmacy benefit manager, maybe an infusion center, maybe other, the financial aid, the financial assistance organizations, they all play a role on getting that patient started on a specialty medication. And so as you think about how to improve this, how to make this better, you have to think about that entire journey, that entire network, the role every person plays. And the fact that what you see at one organization, one pharmacy, one health system may be very different than what you see somewhere else. There is no single model here. It's there's, there's lots of innovations, lots of different ways that specialty medications get started. And so the thing I'd, I'd want someone to know is 
whatever you see once, you're probably only going to see once. And when, if you think you can solve this problem by just making the prescriber's life better or the pharmacy's life better, it's probably not right. You have to think about that whole network. You have to think about the variability in workflows. And you have to think about the whole problem, not just an isolated part of it. Katie, what would you say? Someone listening in right now, um, your advice, uh, one thing for them to act on uh, in moving forward in the specialty space. So I've, as I've said before, you know, the number one priority should be to stop the faxes. Um, you know, I, I've said that many times, but so many prescribers, pharmacies, plans, pharma manufacturers are still asking prescribers to fill out paper forms. And our default outreach method for anything we need from that prescriber is faxing. Um, there is so much faxing going on. We actually occasionally visit our specialty prescribers offices and they can produce a thick stack of papers that they've received from a single specialty patient in a single day. It's incredible. And so we have to take our responsibility seriously to take that administrative burden off of everyone involved, right, with all that paper and move more into those electronic standards with NCPDP and EMR interoperability. This has been an excellent conversation. I want to say thank you so much, Katie. For a first-time podcast, this was absolutely amazing. What a resource of information that you are. Got to have you back um, in just um, amplifying the specialty pharmacy, specialty workflow, and the needs for uh, pharmacists and pharmacy technicians that are working in that space. Um, thank you so much, Katie, for this for this opportunity to talk with you. It's been great. Thank you so much. Andrew, you're becoming a regular. We got to have you back for a three-peat, uh, being that this was your second uh, showing on the Pharmacy Podcast Nation with the Unscripted Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Listeners, be sure to visit the surescripts.com website. So much information there. You have to check out their Intelligence in Action blog, which offers smart dialogue about ways to enable better healthcare decisions. The blog has a whole section dedicated to the remapping of the specialty medication journey. Check that out. Once again, surescripts.com. And also in the show notes, you'll know there are all of the links to the unscripted podcast episodes about specialty medications, which are always accessible through the Pharmacy Podcast Network and Nation. And in the show notes, as I said, thank you so much, pharmacists, for what you do for our patients every day. I also want to put my hands together and applaud our pharmacy technicians, the right hand of our pharmacist. Thank you for all that you do. And to my listeners, a deep thank you, sincerity from me. You're doing so much to really help to grow this publication. Share these podcasts, uh, subscribe on Apple and Spotify or wherever you want to get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Unscripted, a podcast series from ShoreScripts. For more information about how ShoreScripts can help your organization, please visit us at shorescripts.com.